1: And it's time for another edition of Mixed Shots inside the SWBC Podcast Studio at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. It is a Tuesday. It's a day off for the Cowboys players, but it is not a day off for Mickey Spagnola, who has his tie on and he's ready for broadcast duty. I thought they just had a week off. What are yeah, they, what, they, they come back for day. They off? come back for one day of work, and then they get another day off. Why can't we get this schedule? We need a union. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's a pretty good deal for yeah. them. But we are here to power through this and uh, the game week officially starts tomorrow as the Cowboys take on the Minnesota Vikings and Mickey, you have your Viking purple on it, it appears. I do. Yep. I made a point today. I'm taping the Mike McCarthy show uh Make this sure evening wearing purple. I, I always have to think, okay, who are they playing this week? And I I like wearing a purple tie with my gray jacket that I'm wearing this week, and I had to make a conscious decision that, nope, go with the blue. It didn't even
2: cross my mind. (laughs) I just go in my closet and go, okay, what do I
1: want to do today? All right. All right. So. Yes. Is this a big day? A big day. Is this a big day in, let's say, Dallas-Fort Worth or Texas sports? Texas sports is this a big day? October twenty. It's not in history, but today.
2: The answer is yes. Yes.
1: Chris Beam says yes. Okay. Why is it a big day? Help me. What's happening in Houston? It's the World Series, Mick. Oh. It opens today. It's game one of the World Series. What's happening? What's happening at the American Airlines Center tonight? basketball. That's right, the, the opener, Mavericks home, home opener, opener against the Houston Rockets.
2: Oh, I see
1: where you were going. Okay. I thought you
2: were talking history.
1: So, later on this episode of Mix Shots, yeah. I want to ask the question and we can discuss why is the NFL so much more popular than these other sports? <laughs> to the point that Mickey, you just proved my point right there. You didn't even realize, or it didn't come to your mind when I said this is a big day, that the game World one of the World starting. Series is in I the knew, great state of Texas. I know you I knew, knew but, that. But it didn't, it if, didn't if it Okay, yeah. if the Super Bowl was being played in Texas today. You would know that. I mean, it would be the first thing that you would say. Of course, right. it's a Mickey big day. you would probably have whatever. a ticket for it. If the so. Cowboys' home opener is today, all right? Yes, that yeah, is when a you, big day.
2: When you play eighty-two games. Okay, we'll get
1: into this. We'll get into this a little bit later. But it, this will be a testament to the popularity of the NFL. Now, and the I knew I knew the Stars
2: had their home opener on Friday. Okay. though. All right. if you
1: had asked me that, all right. Uh
2: was it a big Monday night football game last night? Oh my lord. <laughs> <laughs> what did we talk about yesterday? The uh, value of quarterbacks. Yes.
1: Right? Yes. And
2: how important they are. And
1: that's why but you weren't watching the Mannings and Brady. No. The value of quarterbacks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. You know what? Here's my test on any uh how popular a TV show is or a sporting event. I was off yesterday, so I wasn't at the T V station, so I was home watching, and I would have loved to sit in my living room and go ahead and watch the Monday night game, even flip over to Tom Brady on with the Mannings on the Manning cast, whatever. But my wife had control of the remote, <laughs> so we are watching The Voice instead. So, oh, yeah. so but if okay, Good my to point have a is, wife but my that's point is, you only have
0: one TV in the house.
1: No, huh? no, I've got. I, I could have. It's a rare weeknight where I'm home, so I felt a obligation <laughs> of sorts to go ahead and stay in the living room and watch TV with the wife. Okay. I'm not going to retreat to the patio, or I've got a TV, or the bedroom, or the men, you know, upstairs, whatever. Okay, so I I gave in. Okay, we're watching The Voice. So I was just on my iPad watching the game while she's watching The Voice. But my, my point, thing. my point is, my point is that if it was the New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees at quarterback versus the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson at quarterback, she would have watched that. Over the voice. But if it's Geno Smith for Seattle against Jameis Winston for New Orleans, she's got no interest whatsoever. Do you not think that at some point in that game, Sean Payton is
2: thinking to himself, for 15 years I had Drew Brees and now I got this? And, and Pete Carroll's sitting on the sideline looking at his quarterback next to him, Russell Wilson, on the sideline going, oh, my God. God, how did I get into this situation? And I
1: did not hear Pete Carroll after the game, but I heard what he apparently said after the game, that he probably he would, wouldn't would have been in Seattle as long as he's been in Seattle if he not did not have that quarterback who was on the sidelines leading the way for the last however long it's been. I mean, been, we talked
2: years. about how important the quarterbacks were. Yesterday, mm-hmm. yep, we talked about the top teams in the league in the NFC in the conference and who the quarterbacks. Would were.
1: you like to run down those again, starting with the unbeaten Arizona Cardinals, Kyler, Murray. Kyler Murray? The Rams have one loss. They got Matthew Stafford. Stafford. The Packers have one loss. Aaron Rodgers. Cowboys have one loss. Dak Prescott. Who am I missing? Tom Brady. Tom Brady in the Bucks. Yeah. And then
2: they played that last night. Mm-hmm. Now I understand it was raining, right? What what is it called? A bomb cyclone or something? Oh, okay. I think I think uh, Peyton Sean called it a, a bomb typhoon. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he had it right. All I know, it was rated pretty hard most of the time, right? And The wind was blowing, but still, the the easy passes they missed, you know, and and the one that ends up being the what was it? An eighty four yard touchdown mm-hmm. pass? Right, Geno Smith. To Metcalf. He pushed the DB down. Just pushed them to the ground. And, and and the guys, those guys that do Monday Night Football, by the way, yeah. they are so critical of everything, everything that goes on. They I think got they've something.
1: been coached that or something. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It, it,
2: it gets annoying, mm-hmm. especially the play-by-play guy. Just tell me what's going on. I don't need to hear your opinion. That's why you got the other two guys there. I mean, it goes but back. they never mentioned the fact that Metcalf just shoved Lattimore to the ground. Mm-hmm. How did the officials miss it? Well, Lattimore was for the ride, honestly, because he grabbed onto him from the the jump. And well, then they should have. Then they the should have called interference. Yeah,
0: I'm one way saying. or
2: another, right? And and but that that was it. That was the play of the game. And that was was that the first series? It was, wasn't
1: it? You know, on yeah, the so Monday night, nothing that. I hesitate to be critical of broadcasters.
0: <laughs> well, I can do it, <laughs>
1: but. That is something on the Monday night broadcast. They've, they've struggled so much to come up with a team for the Monday night broadcast. And that's where Witten got thrown uh, a disservice. Uh, and I've worked I – mean, Joe Tessator was an intern with me uh, at Channel 5 back in the early 90s. Well, you needed to teach him a <laughs> few more lessons. But, but I think it's more, though, that they are – They've been coached or taught, or they feel an obligation to be more than than the game, and it's uh, and they're opinionated and and so forth. That what they need though is to go back and go listen to Monday Night Football when Monday Night Football was the thing, right? We're going back to the seventies, and into the eighties with Dandy Don Meredith and Howard Cosell, Frank Gifford. He was never like that, okay. Go back and listen to Summerall with Madden. Summerall was as was understated as you can possibly be, and Madden was the show. Okay, Nance with Romo. All you gotta, Nance, lets Romo be Romo. Okay, and so anyway. Yeah. Off that soapbox, but anyway,
2: yeah, that was that game was brutal. That's all I got to say.
1: Well, and so I uh I missed the uh Brady with the Mannings, okay. Yeah, I didn't see that. Either. I i tuned in in the second half after she went to bed <laughs> and uh. So I caught the last quarter of the Manning Cast. They had Breeze on at the end. They had Sue Bird, who's a star for the Seattle WNBA team, uh on prior to that. Um, and um it uh, it was not even when Breeze was on at the end it was it was not apparently what I'm hearing that the Brady part of the Manning cast was like. Apparently it was pretty good. I've got a
2: solution for you. Okay. On your on your scene T V scene yes. at home. Yes. So we treated ourselves at Christmas to buy a bigger TV. Yep. So we moved the other TV and – it, I thought I could just carry it into the bedroom, right? <laughs> it was it was too heavy for one person, uh-huh. so I just kind of put it on the floor, off to the side, in the living room. <laughs> no, it's still there. I, it moved. <laughs> it moved on Saturday because we were hosting a somewhat of a little neighborhood party, right? So from December twenty. 25- Twenty whatever it was.
1: Twenty twenty. Yeah. When nobody well, could come in your house. To to <laughs> to
2: Saturday. That TV's been there, right? Yep. And I've got a um, one of those little plug-in uh-huh. antennas to get the, the local channels, and I can connect my laptop to it to get the other channels. You can, I can sit there and watch, if I wanted to, the game, and she could have watched The Voice if mm-hmm. she wanted to at the same time. Yep. Uh, and all I heard for for eight months was, God, this looks like trash. TV <laughs> There's on, no way on my wife floor. would put up with that. Right?
1: There's no way.
2: And, 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 <laughs> and so a buddy of mine built a new house, and in his living room, he had a one of those uh, entertainment uh-huh. things against the wall. And he put slots for two TVs. Wow. One for him, one oh, for her. Oh, that's
1: great. Right? I've I And have, you don't
2: have to go to another room. Hey,
1: I've threatened to do that. And <laughs> and if you want to listen, no. right, you can just put headphones on right? and plug it in. Here's, here's what I've done. We've got a patio. Uh, we, this is eight years ago. We added on to our patio, whatever. So I got a TV out of the back porch. And if I sit... On you the can c- see both. <laughs> I can watch a game on the patio and pretend that I am engaged right. with whatever is happening. And in the I'm sharing, room. right? Yes. <laughs> Golly. Uh, so, anyway, Babe Loffenberg got on me once after I first put that in. It was um, uh, like I put it in. <laughs> um, it was January, NFL playoff time. And so. I was on the back porch. She was watching whatever she's watching in the living room. I had all winter gear on, and I'm watching NFL playoff games on my back porch. And Babe Loffenberg still kidding me about that. I'm going to have to move it back in there tonight so I can watch
2: (laughs) the World Series at the same
1: time. (laughs) All right. uh, Do you want to get your Brady uh, story in now? That's what I was leading to with the Manning cast, and Brady uh, revealed about the 600th touchdown
2: Oh, on the fan that had yeah, the ball, yes. and he was nice enough to give it back. Right. Well, he he. It's turned out okay. You don't have that ball, right? But you know, in in twenty years, is that going to be a big deal? But the big deal is today, right? Because he ended up getting what two signed jerseys,
1: I believe. Okay, the team had already committed to giving him two – this fan, Byron Kennedy or – Yes. Yeah, Byron Kennedy – the team had already committed to giving him two signed jerseys and a signed helmet from Brady, a signed Mike Evans jersey, as well as the wide receiver's game cleats, plus a $1,000 credit to the Buccaneers store and season tickets for the remainder of this year and all and of next year. year. And then explain and that, to was me Was that enough? No. That was not
2: enough. Let's get $60,000 worth of Bitcoin. Wow, I, I'm not sure what that is.
1: <laughs> can
2: I take it down? That's
1: what Brady revealed that last night with the Mannings, right? So can I take that Bitcoin down to the store and I they'll have, give me I change? You got me. I need to go down to the Mavericks home opener and find out from Mark Cuban <laughs> what What do you do with that?
2: What do you do with it?
1: But I think he made certainly. out. He made out like a bandit. Uh, he certainly did. That's right, and. Um, so did Jerry talk about that this morning? He did. Okay, he talked about uh, things that he valued,
2: and, and he said that football would have been like your firstborn, your baby. That's that's how important it would have been. And he told the story that when he was 16 years old, uh, he had uh, the the family had a friend who was a big deal uh, it, it, with the Blackhawks in Chicago, and he got him to go into the clubhouse of the Chicago Cubs. And he said he went up to Ernie Banks with a baseball and got an autograph. And he said he still has it to this day. Really? That he, uh, he kept it, and it, was, it meant so much to him because of Ernie Banks, right? Right and knew of him. Obviously, Ernie grew up here in Dallas. uh, And uh, he said he finally, uh, at some point later in life, ran into Ernie Banks. And Ernie said, well, very glad to meet you. And he goes, well, I met you a long time ago. (laughs) And Ernie goes, really? I I would have remembered that. And he goes, no, I was 16 years old, and you signed my baseball. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and this is long after Ernie retired right. and kind of moved back to finally moved back to Dallas at co- towards the end of his life but yeah he uh, that's that was his answer to it was a, I, I had I've i heard I I've always thought I heard like all of Jerry's stories no, there's and still there's always there. another one still that born. comes yeah yep. that was a good one
1: too by the way Ernie Banks baseball signed so do you have a, a White Sox players
2: I've got signed a signed
1: anything. I've got a
2: faded, very faded, and only I know what's on there. Pete Ward autograph. Used to play third <laughs> base for the White Sox, and I think he was at some sort of promotion for our Little League Association, mm-hmm. and he came and signed. And then one year I got Bob Fellers.
1: Wow, yeah. I thought he uh, was
2: going to say Shoeless Show Jackson. But yeah, right. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got a, I've got a a, a coaster from the Shoeless Joe Jackson's uh, Museum in mm-hmm. Greenville, South Carolina. I didn't know there was one there. My sister and brother-in-law went through, and they
1: got me a memento. So were you a big autograph seeker? No. I Me was neither. scared.
2: I was scared to get turned down, so yeah. I didn't want to. I go.
1: never understood it as yeah. a kid. Me I, neither. I, I never understood it. However, the one time, uh, there were a couple of uh, times I remember getting autographs. One of them was at uh, an exhibition baseball game in Arlington. My dad had said, "Go down there and get whoever's autograph." I don't even remember who it was. Okay, but the the time that I really remember was we were at uh, Market Hall in Dallas. And Bob Lilly was there making an appearance. And we – my dad and I, we walked by Bob Lilly as he was leaving, basically. And my dad – he walked by us, and my dad caught up with him, and I got his autograph. And that's the only autograph that I really remember getting as a kid was Bob Lilly's Those autograph. are the only two I remember. And, so, and that was – and so – That was a happy—and we talked with Bob Lilly a little bit, you know, and so that was—it was just an impromptu thing, you know, and so I have no idea what I did with that autograph, but anyway. Here's how goofy I was.
2: So in 1983, they were having the 50th anniversary uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game, and they—to commemorate it, they went to where it was first— held in comiskey park in chicago and i got to go in there and cover cover the the festivities right and the the game so they had the old timers deal the day before so i go in the locker room the clubhouse and my childhood idol was in there louis aparicio <laughs> right little Louis, right i could uh-huh. identify with uh-huh. him right learned to bunt i, I was fast up. back in the day um, you what you i were said what? i was fast oh back you were day, just like him i could steal bases bunt and get the first base and everybody was sitting there interviewing him and i just kind of stood and watched and i i i, I and
1: marveled i, I, at I choked
2: it. <laughs> I, I said i can't go ask him questions that's my idol
1: right uh, there, <laughs> louis apparicio who is uh by, by the way still alive yes He's 87 years old from Venezuela. I was looking to see if they've got his height in here.
2: Oh, I, I bet don't? he was no more than 5'9", five, 5'8". Five, uh, I could find it some other place. That's funny. That he would lead the league in stolen bases or be there at the top.
1: Mm-hmm. Heck, of a, heck
2: of a shortstop.
1: And listed it's 5'9". 5'9", 160 on Baseball Reference. All right. When we come back here, bring me up to speed on. Uh, yeah, what, I do have some football notes. Here, what, what we need to know as the Cowboys get started on this work week against the Minnesota Vikings when Mixed shots continues in a moment.
0: it's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and 5 championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Oh bank of america is proud to be the official bank of the dallas cowboys and to support the quest of living life the cowboys way copyright 2020 bank of america corporation hey cowboys fans ready to spice
1: up your next watch party bring yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero yokiero means i want and we know you want great fresh tasting ready to serve guacamole for your home gating and tailgating events made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo kiero Yo quiero, guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep, steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next,
0: a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no
1: matter where you are whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot book a place to stay on hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well hotels.com proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys
0: back, back to mixed shots
2: Download the official app of the Dallas Cowboys to get access to in-market game broadcasts, mobile tickets, daily podcasts, live pregame and postgame shows, game updates, and more. Download
1: the app or Google Play stores. All right. And we're back with more mixed shots. And as the team returns to work on uh, Wednesday, they had a little Halloween party last night. You saw that, didn't you? I did not. They had there's some pictures making the rounds. I think guess it was last night. I don't know. Howl- Demarcus Lawrence Halloween party, oh, is what I understand. At the house, and, invited
2: the guys over,
1: and uh, there were some pictures floating around. And Dak was there, and so. He was moving around apparently. And he wasn't on crutches or apparently not. Nope. Wasn't on that little scooter that he used to have. Not that I'm aware of. So. So
2: as we mentioned yesterday, it looked like they were going to do something, <clears throat> something out on the field. Yes. Looks like they did. Kind mm-hmm. of a mini camp practice. Yeah. And so um, they actually returned to work yesterday. Right. They did their um, cross. Self scout, yeah. Across the hall, across the hall. Yes, and uh, uh, it was interesting to hear Zach Martin talk about it. On you know, on how he goes and talks to the defensive coaches to kind of they analyze what the offense is doing. I don't know how they analyzed him since he's played so well. Um, <laughs> if Pro Football Focus is accurate, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Um, And and we talked about Dak poking his head out the door and, you know, basically not wanting to do the interview because he screams out. He goes, if I came up there with you today, you wouldn't have anything to write about the rest of the week. Well, I think when Jerry Jones did his uh, interview uh, today on on the fan, uh, he he said that based on, you know, what we saw uh, yesterday, he was very encouraged. Uh, he said, "I feel very good about where Dak is. So uh, you know, he pointed out that uh, he seems far less concerned about the calf strain than he was about the shoulder muscle strain in training camp. Uh, he said it's must the calf is much less sensitive, is how he put it. So um, So we'll see. My, my guess is tomorrow Dak will do kind of the early stuff. Uh, he'll do the indoor uh, kind of quarterback school that they call whatever drills they do amongst themselves uh, and then probably be limited uh, in practice. My guess is they won't ask him to do a, a lot, if any, in the team drills, at least uh, tomorrow and then see where he's at on Thursday. But it seems like From what he – Jerry had to say, what Stephen said on Monday, uh, you know, it seems like all systems go at this point.
1: Okay. And uh, you can check out uh, wherever on Twitter. Just search and you can find a picture of Dak celebrating Halloween. Celebrating Halloween. Yes. So there you go. Um, Was he dancing or anything? I I don't know. There's just a picture. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) And
2: then – uh, after our show, by the way, which always happens, right, mm-hmm. uh, Cowboys uh, announced that uh, Leo Collins was officially on the 53-man roster. I think they did that move on Friday. They released Nick Ralston, uh, the rookie fullback, uh, and then s- signed him back to the practice squad. Right. Uh, so Leo Collins uh, will be officially practicing this week with the team for the first time after serving his five-game suspension. Michael Gallup, uh, they started his uh, IR return clock. He would have three weeks to practice before they have to make an official move there, so he should be in practice. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, uh, I hear, is going to be returning to practice. Uh, And they also started the practice uh, for Francis Bernard, who was on IR, and Tristan Hill, who had been on PUP uh, since the start of training camp. So those guys uh, all should be practicing this week. And then I think as the week goes, we'll see uh, if and all, you know, or whoever might play in the game on Sunday night. Um, Lale Collins, it depends, right? He's played one game in the Cowboys last, what, 22? hmm So do you send them right out there with one padded practice uh, after six weeks? Or do you say, well, let's practice a week and then see where you go next week? Uh, I think there's some consternation out there. Most of it, I think, I don't think it's fan-driven. I think it's talk radio-driven that, oh, I don't think- what's the difference? Uh, well, that's a good point. <laughs> Sometimes I think the fan is smarter than talk radio. Um, that uh, the Cowboys are, are upset with him, and you know, because they won't say he's immediately going to start this Sunday. That uh, they they're they're thinking that well I don't know maybe we'll trade him or maybe uh, we're still mad at him for the five game suspension which none of it made sense to me whatsoever when you had a Pro Bowl quality right tackle you're not going to mess with him he's going to be here there's no way you're trading him uh, why because 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 Terrence Steele is taking over the right tackle position but
1: but even if. I know. Even if I know. Ter- okay, let's, for a second, say Terrence Steele is playing at a Pro Bowl level. If you are 5-1 and one and lead your division by three and a half games at the end of October, why would you trade any assets away? Right. Because what when are you, you got get? Eleven games left in the season, plus the uh, presumably. Because the trade the deadline is a week from today. You're adding assets. You're that's not right. trading them away. Exactly. I mean, and that's the way Jerry. Have we not seen year to year how fleeting this is to have
2: opportunities like this? And that's what Jerry pointed out last week. He said we don't need to, to trade. We got guys coming back. Those are our trades. Right, They're coming back to the roster. And you're
1: certainly not trading away guys that you value.
2: And he, and, and he, he said, we're going to have a hard enough tr- trouble fitting these guys back on the roster, right, right. let alone bringing in somebody from outside. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I was very amused at that. And I'm also amused at the Michael Gallup talk about, you know, you know he's going to be a free agent. You got Cedric Wilson. Well, guess what? Cedric Wilson's going to be a free agent next year, too. So don't try to get fancy. Don't start looking ahead when you're in the moment right now. Stay in the moment. you got an opportunity here. Why would you do anything to your roster to diminish
1: the talent? Right, and the depth that you you need going forward because you don't know what – what might happen this isn't baseball night? it's
2: not the nba yeah. trade deadlines
1: yeah it's a different and game people point would point out well they got rid of jalen smith well well there was a reason for right. that and 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 i'm not talking the money reason they right they jalen smith wasn't valued as far as his play on the field in my opinion
2: and i didn't so. i didn't hear his. and maybe i wasn't paying attention enough to the packer game this past sunday but I don't remember hearing his name. And the week before, in his first game back playing for the Packers, he played 17 snaps, and he zeroed out. He didn't have one participation.
1: And it's not to knock him. That's just where, where he is shown to be right. in his in career. his career at yeah, this point. Right, exactly. And, um, um, you know, this, I mean, there's talk about – there has been in the past talk about uh, well, you got so much at wide receiver and Gallups in his uh, contract year, and what could you get for him? I mean, why would you want to trade Michael Gallup? <laughs> Plus, <laughs> you, you w- look at their situation now
2: w- w- without Gallup, uh-huh. right? and one wide receiver gets hurt, right? Then what? Right. What if it's C.D. Lamb? Mm-hmm. You feel good about Cooper. Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown going out there? Right. Probably not. Yeah. So, yeah, just be sensible and think about today. Don't worry about a year of tomorrows. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so all those guys should be back in practice, and we'll see how much they're able to do. But, but for, for Gallup, Tristan Hill, and Francis Bernard, they all have three-week window So you're looking at at
1: at Minnesota, home against Denver, home against Atlanta, right? And then at Kansas City. So so somewhere those guys the three weeks. um, Those are three. So would they? By three weeks, would get, let's say in the case of Gallup, he would have to be activated before the Atlanta game, or do they give him the Monday after for the following week? I think
2: you get three full full
1: weeks. weeks. Yeah. So, and then Trist, week, Tristan
2: Hill is a different story because yeah. he was on pup. So those guys, if I remember correctly, you got three weeks once they start practicing, and then you have two more weeks to decide if you want to put them on. The fifty-three, or leave him on pup for the rest of the year.
1: So, all right. So the next question on let's say on Gallup, come the three-week window opens uh, for practice for him. Let's say three weeks from now, they determine that he's not ready, or he had a setback in practice. He's he then is still on, on IR. IR right. Is can you have can can he come back? I think we, not. I think
2: once is you it start for the season, once you start the three-week the three week, window, then, then you got to make a decision.
1: And and then you're if you don't activate him within the three weeks, he's done for the year.
2: So in their mind, they wouldn't start him back to practice if they didn't think within right. a three-week window that he'd be back and ready
1: to go. And who knows, he might be back this week, right? Because they might have done this last week. We don't know where he is. Right. You know, but there, the there was no reason right. to, to start that window in case he did have a setback. Right. Um, like last week. they
2: started the windows um, two games ago for Kelvin Joseph and Sean McEwen. Uh, and so those guys are, are getting close to they have to make a decision on, on them. Right. Because they were on injured reserve. But again, you're getting all these guys back, but you're going to have to start cutting people. Right. And, and if you look at the roster, there's not a bunch of you know stuff at the end of the roster that you're going, yeah, I really don't need that. They're just here for developmental purposes. I mean, start looking at it. Who are you cutting? Mm-hmm. I counted last night that in their release that has the snaps, they've played 60 guys already, and it's only six games. Mm-hmm. So now if you're going to bring some of these guys back um, – so they've Somebody's played they have
1: played sixty guys, so there's a sixteen-man practice squad. Now some of those practice squad guys are included in the sixty. Right. And I probably and you know what?
2: I didn't yeah. count the practice squad guys. So if I remember correctly, when Dan Quinn talked about it, you said we played sixty-three guys. Okay. So, so those are the practice so squad guys that have practice. been called up. But too. I think on the on the list of snaps, they, they list the practice squad guys. Mm-hmm. Like you could have played oh, sure. some of those games. Yeah. So I, I think it's sixty.
1: Uh, but, yeah. And then I there's mean, been some comings and goings on the practice squad. So, basically, at the start of training, you got a 90-man roster in training camp. And so, roughly 76 guys have had jobs. Right. Okay, at least. Yes. Um, this season. out, out of the, and, and, they, and I understand that some of them weren't necessarily in training camp. Or went back and yeah. forth. Right. right. But, so, yeah. In this day and age and with these rules – as far as IR, which I love, uh, which I think they should have done a long time ago, myself, and for, made more economic sense too, when you're investing so much money in these players that if they're able to come back within three weeks, then bring them back, you know. And, and you know, and, and the thing that ought, that the thing that uh, governs that is a salary cap, where you can't stash guys, right. But the, the other
2: thing is they may sit there and go. Well, okay, and and the only two guys that we didn't mention, Lawrence and Neville Gallimore, are probably a couple weeks away. But what what we didn't mention was they can sit there and go, okay, maybe these guys are ready to play, but if we bring them back, who am I cutting? You know, say say it's Gallup. Mm-hmm. You're gonna cut Simi Fuhoko. Because if you do, then he's got to go through waivers. And somebody mm-hmm. might look up and go, well, oh, I had a fifth-round grade on that guy, too. I think I'm going to add him to my team, and you don't get him on the practice squad. So maybe some of the decision is, well, let's wait a week because somebody might get exactly. Hurt. they got to go to IR. That's right. And now I've got an open spot. That's right. And it creates a spot organically instead of saying, you know, or, or when um, Tristan Hill comes back, you're going to have to cut somebody. If you're going to put them on the mm-hmm. 53, and, and they don't have enough defensive tackles as it is, so I mean, what are you
1: doing? Is, and is there's, Bradley and I? There's, there's out a outdoor? whole bunch of teams out yes. there with sub 500 records who would just love to take a flyer on a right?
2: Guy, and put them know? at, and we can stash them at the end of our roster, right? or play them. I mean, or the or Houston Texans, you're going I mean, yeah, if you're
1: Jacksonville, or the you know, Houston's got all these veteran players. They're going to be getting rid of some uh, a lot of those guys. Even if they don't trade them, that and bring in young guys. Why would you, why would you play veteran guys when you're as bad as the Texans are right, right now? You can be you can be really bad not playing those guys. So you when, know, and, and, and work think, on your future and
2: think about it. When Gallimore comes back. Somebody's got to go. Yeah. Lawrence comes I back. Guarantee one of those you,
1: defensive ends got to go. I guarantee you, a team like the Texans, they are just going to be vultures uh, for people managing their And you roster. should be, right? That's right. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's, In fact, I, I think if you let go a guy, you, you expose a guy to waivers, you can just uh, basically almost be assured he's going to be picked up. When you have a roster like the Cowboys have right now.
2: And 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 they've almost used – I mean, the only guy – I'm going to say this off the top of my head. I bet the only guy that hasn't played that's on the 53 is Will Greer. Mm-hmm. And and Cooper – did Cooper Rush get a snap or two? No, he did not, I don't think. I can look that up real quick. I shouldn't have said it.
1: Uh, he did. Hey, didn't he go in
2: and mop Philadelphia. up one of the games? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. So Will Greer is probably the only person on the 53 that has not played mm-hmm. a snap.
1: And Cooper Rush had three snaps against Philadelphia. Right. So, All right. We continue with more mixed shots in just a moment.
0: At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals smoothie king uses only whole fruits and organic veggies you'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors colors or preservatives and unlike some other smoothie places there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends smoothie king is proud to be the official smoothie of the dallas cowboys place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery smoothie king rule the day
1: hey cowboys fans ready to spice up your next watch party
2: Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our land run package is a 1025R, 25 horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for 229 a month, and the price you see is the price you'll pay, no surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Back to Mick Shack. Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders Making the Team is back for another exciting season. Don't miss new episodes every Friday at 9, 8 Central, only on CMT.
1: All right, and Everson will be back with us tomorrow. What do we got? Five minutes left on this episode of Mix Shots. We'll dive into the Minnesota Vikings tomorrow. And it is a Minnesota team. When you look at them, of course, they had the bye also this past week. Highly unusual. Both teams coming up about a bye. that, making yep. it equitable. And uh, let's see, they play their last game was at Carolina, which they won in overtime. They have two straight wins to get to three and three on the season. Have you looked at who their losses are against? They lost the season opener at Cincinnati. How are the Bengals doing this year? Pretty good. They lost to them by three points, 27-24. Their second game, they lost at. The Arizona Cardinals by one point 34-33. Pretty good team. Then they beat Seattle 30-17. In the fourth week, they lost at home against Cleveland 14-7. So would it surprise
2: so, you if
1: they up and beat the Cowboys I mean, Sunday night? The last two games they beat Detroit. Okay. <laughs> this is this is the counter to okay. that. those are three pretty good teams they lost to. They beat a winless Detroit team by two points, nineteen to 17, two weeks ago on the October tenth. I take that back, back. Carolina what sure said. handed them what was then their third straight loss in overtime, thirty four twenty eight. Okay. So I take it back. <laughs> now having said that, okay, in this league, I mean the Vikings are coming off a bye, they've got two straight wins. I don't care who they're against, they are capable. And they're home. Right. And they'll have a roof over their heads. Right.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And Mike Zimmer, pretty good defensive coordinator.
1: Right. And uh, McCarthy and Zimmer have matched up a time or two over the last half decade. So. And they should
2: have some insight into that Minnesota defense with George Edwards. That's right. Is now well, on this side, the former defensive right. coordinator. there.
1: Cousins on the season uh, has two interceptions and thirteen touchdown passes. And you know he
2: likes to air it out.
1: And uh, Adam Thielen and now Je- Justin Jefferson had an ankle issue prior to their last game, but he played and had eight catches for eighty yards. Guess so he's, he's okay. He's fine. Yeah so it was just and then they got Dalvin Cook back and cook has uh, 2 100-yard games and but his backup Andrew or Alexander Madison uh also has two 100-yard games so they they've they what they have done and we'll dive deeper into it as the week goes on they've shored up that offensive line a little bit and they got their first round draft pick Christian Derisaw, back last game he made his first start at left tackle and um so so this is going to be another
2: test for this Cowboy defense. It's exactly. Yeah. And that's the kind of the Achilles heel right now of this team is how well can this defense play and can they keep up the takeaways at the rate and,
1: that they've been getting. And by the way, the Vikings are not turning the ball over on offense. They've only given it up five times so far. So... This is going to
2: be – and it's a night game on television. Oh, they're
1: going going to televise
2: this one. They're going to televise this one. (laughs) And it's the Sunday night crew, not the Monday night crew.
1: Okay. And so I'm thinking, okay, we started with the World Series Game 1. So 1 and 2 are Tuesday and Wednesday. They'll have an off day Thursday, so it'll be – assuming it's not a sweep. Game 5 of the World Series – in Atlanta on Sunday night. So they're doing, So which which is going to have better ratings? Is it the Cowboy Viking Sunday Night Football or Game 5 of the World question. Series? <laughs> so they're doing 2-3-2 two,
2: two now? Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cuz it used to be 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, That's one. not not a good idea. You no. Don't like that one? No. No. Well, they changed it for travel purpose
1: purposes for the media. Well, the NBA did that, if I know. Did baseballs did the same thing. I believe they did. Okay, right. All right. Last... back this that goes back to when the Celtics were playing the Lakers every year in the NBA yeah, finals, coast to coast. <laughs> they would go to seven games, and they would have to fly from Boston to L.A. and back for games five, six, and seven.
2: Yeah, that was before the. not very smart. The media outlets started having financial difficulties. <laughs> that was what caused the financial difficulties. <laughs> it's probably right. <laughs> All the money we spent traveling to cover things, right? So
1: we are in agreement that um, that the NFL is the most popular sport. I That's what we have decided we, I here. I don't right. think
2: we need to argue about that
1: because
2: <laughs> it's in Texas, right? The World Series three times in five years. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Because it was here last year at. Uh, so
1: uh, so think about it. It's been ten years now since our local baseball team was in the World Series. Okay, And it's been 10 years now since our local NBA team has been in the NBA Finals and won it. And it's been 25 years since our local football team has done it. But this is about to change, right? This is the
2: 26th year, right? Yes. The worm's turning. But our
1: hockey team... Your, your hockey team. Hey, they were there two years ago. That's right. Unfortunately, nobody could see it in person. In person. Yeah. Tampa Bay
2: in the way.
1: Mm-hmm. I got so
2: tired of seeing the signs up when we went to Tampa for the game. Yeah. And all over town, it was like two-time
1: defending. Stanley Cup champions. Stanley Cup yep. champions. Yep. All right, well, that does it for this edition of uh, Mix Shots, and we will see you again tomorrow when Everson Walls will be shouting Go Cowboys at the end of
0: Mix Shots. See you tomorrow. Very good one. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!